From Women, Food, and Agriculture Network, I'm Ash Bruxford, and this is the Plate to Politics podcast. Plate to Politics is WFAN's nationwide effort to support and strengthen the leadership role of women transforming our food system, from the federal agriculture policy agenda to what's on our family's dinner plate. This podcast provides audio leadership training to women engaged in healthy food and farming. You can download the resources mentioned in this podcast at wfan.org slash plate to politics. This is part one in a two-part series on Lead Your USDA. In this episode, we'll talk a little bit about what USDA is, what some of the different agencies that make up USDA are, and some of the different leadership roles that are available within USDA. We'll also talk about a few women that we'll hear from in part two about their firsthand experiences serving in leadership roles in USDA. Thanks for joining us today. This is Ash Bruxford with the Plate to Politics program at Women, Food, and Agriculture Network. And I'm really excited to have uh, Sarah Campbell and Esther Lynn from USDA uh, leading this presentation that I saw at the National Farmers Union Women's Conference back in January, where we had an awesome Plate to Politics uh, workshop throughout a few days at their um, conference in San Diego. And I was really inspired by this presentation that they led, which kind of helped women in the room identify some of the lesser known or not as often thought of leadership positions that are available for women, just like the women who are involved with Women, Food, and Agriculture Network within USDA. Um, So thanks to Sarah for pulling together a few women to share their experiences in leadership in USDA and uh, for all of the women who are joining us to share their experiences so that other women can be inspired by them and learn how to lead in their own communities. Uh, So with that, I'll go ahead and hand it over to Sarah to give introductions. Hi everyone, I'm Sarah Campbell with the Farm Service Agency at USDA. I am a customer service specialist here at USDA, so I focus on customer experience, stakeholder engagement, and also customer advocacy. Uh, We will be hearing from three different women who have served in various roles at USDA. We have Carrie Wilfert from Wilfert Farms, Patty Edelberg uh, from Front Page Holsteins, and Tracy Fab from QAI International. So they will all be telling you a little bit more about their roles and what they learned uh, later in this presentation. But for now, I'm going to kick it over to Esther Lynn to introduce herself and talk a little bit more about USDA. Thanks so much, Sarah and Ash. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Esther Lynn. I am an outreach specialist with the Farm Service Agency at USDA. This is the Lead Your USDA webinar, Tips for Success in Making Your Voice Heard for Women in Ag. Um, And we are here, as Sarah said, with an outstanding panel of women uh, to talk about opportunities to lead and make your voice heard through different boards and communities at USDA. Um, This presentation is really a call to action. There are a lot of ways that you can shape USDA, and and we really are a department that is meant to serve you. Every farmer really has a unique story to tell, and we want your voice to be represented when We are administering programs when the department's evolving policy, so we hope that as a result of this presentation that you will consider serving on um, one of these boards or committees that we're going to talk about today. 
just to give you a quick overview of what we're going to be going over um, uh, over the next few minutes, we're going to talk about um, and give you an introduction to the department, to USDA and the different programs that we have that can work for your operation. We'll talk through some ways to access USDA, what a first visit with one of our service centers might look like, um, go over ways to troubleshoot and be an advocate for yourself, and then we'll take over to the fun part of the presentation where we'll have um, our panelists talk about you know, different opportunities, both national and local, to serve. So just to give you a quick introduction to what we do at USDA, we have many missions, but really we are here to serve you. The main areas in which we work are in food and nutrition uh, by promoting food security, in supporting American agriculture by strengthening farmers and ranchers. Uh, we work on rural development issues by investing in rural communities, and then we also conserve natural resources, so we help farmers steward the land. So if you are a farmer or rancher, you will most likely interact with USDA through a couple um, main offices that we have in the field, or agencies as we like to call them. We have the Farm Service Agency, the Natural Resources Conservation Service, the Risk Management Agency, and then we also have rural development staff across the country who can um, uh, work to support your local community. There are also some specific farmer programs that you can access through RG as well. And Sarah's gonna, or we're gonna talk a little bit more later about each of these agencies, but um, each of them have offices in your local community. Our service center can be found at the office locator link um, on the PowerPoint. And not every service center has all of these agencies. So that is just a good thing for you to keep in mind the office locator link that provided as a part of this presentation will tell you which of our agencies are at your local service center. But we recommend that you call and you make an appointment to come in, visit with our staff, and really begin a relationship with us. When you do come in, our staff want to learn about you and your operation. And as your operation changes or grows, we want to hear about that, especially if you participate in our programs, because our programs are really designed to grow with you. And our staff have tools that can help you weather challenges. And lastly, Sarah will talk a little bit more about this later um, when she covers troubleshooting tips, but USDA has avenues that really allow you to identify when there might be a program or a customer service issue. And we want you to know about these avenues because we're continually working to improve how USDA serves you. When you first come in to visit with our local service center staff, we really, again, encourage you to call ahead um, and set up an appointment because you know, sometimes a specialist on a specific program may be out, and we just want to make sure that you get the service that you need when you come in to see us. On your first visit, if you are currently farming, our staff can help you get a farm number for the land that you're farming on, and that essentially registers your farm in our system, and that's the first step to ensuring that um, you can participate in our programs. If you are actively farming, we will also encourage you to file acreage reports with your local office. So our local offices can give you more information on how and when to file those. But it essentially, uh, acreage reporting essentially documents the crops that you're growing on your farm in any given season. And that can help make sure that you're eligible for certain USDA programs like our risk management and our conservation programs. When you come into our offices and you want to get a farm number, these are some things to bring with you. You'll want to bring proof of identity, um, a copy of your deed, the survey plot, or the rental or lease agreement that you have. Um, and any documents related to the entity of your business. And I just want to note and emphasize that you do not have to own property to participate in any of our Farm Service Agency or our other USDA programs. 
Um, so yeah, so those are the documents you would need in order to get your form enrolled. Um, and then just some quick tips for success in working with us. It is, again, a good idea to set up an appointment. It's certainly not required. I just mentioned it because I want to make sure that when you do come in to talk with our staff, you're able to meet with the appropriate um, program technician that has you know, expertise in the program that you want to learn more about. Um, we encourage you to keep us up to date on how you're doing. Um, you know, our programs are designed to help you get started and grow. So we want to know if your firm business changes or if you're encountering challenges that you might need extra support on. And, you know, in the same vein, following filing acreage reports with us annually and keeping good records. Those are really essential components to participating in our programs, making sure that, you know, we and you are setting yourself up for success. Um, we want you to be plugged in. You can sign up for email and text message alerts through USDA's website. Each of our agencies regularly sends out information like upcoming deadlines for applications and things like that. So going to our website and signing up for that will keep you um, up to date on you know, the latest announcements that we have at the department. Um, and then last but not least, you are entitled to receive a receipt for service when you come into our office that documents what you came into the office for, the services that were provided to you, um, the information about programs that you got from us. And that really uh, just helps you and us kind of keep track of uh, the, the interaction that you have with our local staff. Next, we are going to move into a quick overview of the different agencies that we have at USDA. Um, first step, first up is uh, our Natural Resources Conservation Service, or NRCS. This is the agency where um, you know, we have programs that can help you address environmental issues or implement a conservation plan. Uh, NRCS staff can actually come out to your farm and walk the land with you and troubleshoot with you. Their programs are mostly, uh, are primarily uh, culture programs. So you might, you might have heard of the EQIP program before, the Environmental Quality Incentives Program. Um, that program and some others can help you do things like implement a grazing management plan for livestock or uh, set up a, a, build a high tunnel, which can extend your season for, for, for your crops. Um, and you should also know that these programs have beginning farmers incentives that you can tap into too. So make sure that you ask your NRCS staff um, uh, what kind of incentives there are for you um, and what you might be eligible for. Another agency that you might come into contact with in your local community is the Risk Management Agency, or RMA. They manage the Federal Crop Insurance Program, uh, which oversees crop insurance products to producers. You will mostly interact with approved insurance providers who provide insurance that's underwritten by RMA. And all of our service centers have information on these approved insurance providers, so you can come into our local offices to get a list of those. Um, there are, again, beginning farmer benefits that you may be eligible for, like certain administrative fees that can get waived and the like. So, again, make sure that you ask about that with your local insurance agent. Farm Service Agency, which is my home agency, um, we do two things. I, uh, I like to talk about the two kind of big buckets of programs that we have. We, have, we provide access to capital, and then we also have risk management tools. So, you know, we can give you a farm loan that can help you finance your start in farming or help you when it's time for you to grow your operation. We also have disaster assistance programs that can provide financial assistance in the event of a natural disaster or a crop loss. 
um, some of our programs also have beginning summer incentives as well. So again, always be checking in with um, your local service center staff um, to ask about what types of incentives you might be eligible for. And I am going to turn things over to Sarah. Thanks, Esther. So I'm just gonna summarize what Esther shared with you real quick and then talk about what to do when you troubleshoot. So the quick tips that Esther gave you for working with your local office are great ones. So make sure that you get a farm number and that you visit your local office. Um, build relationships with local staff. Uh, our staff are really dedicated and they wanna help you and they can better serve you if they know you and they know your operation. So as your operation changes or grows, make sure to keep them in the loop. So for example, if you add an enterprise, maybe it's bees or you're growing a new crop this year, make sure that the staff at your local office know and that you're leaning on them and using them as a resource. They're really knowledgeable and you know, especially if you have something like a farm loan, they are in it with you for the long haul. We also have a lot of programs to offer. Uh, Esther mentioned a couple of different agencies and a lot of programs, but we just really want to drive the point home that we have a tool or a resource or something for you, no matter how big or how small your farm or what you're doing. We work with urban farmers, livestock farmers, veggie growers. You know, are you a commodity farmer? Are you direct marketing your product? Are you doing value added or something niche um, and special? We have a tool or a resource for you. So don't think that there isn't something from USDA that fits your operation or that you could be involved with. And also in that vein, you are farmers and you're innovators and you have a lot to offer and we have a lot to learn from you. Our staff are constantly learning from the farmers that they work with. We see new things every day and agriculture is changing rapidly. I think that female farmers are really at the forefront of some really great work that's being done in new spaces in agriculture. And sometimes our staff need to learn a little bit. So please be patient, but also persistent uh, and make sure that we are learning alongside you. So while our staff are amazing and dedicated, you know, sometimes there are communication breakdowns or maybe you have issues um, at your local office or maybe you need some extra assistance. And so here are some tips for what to do when you need that help. So know your rights. Uh, there's a lot of things that you are entitled to as a producer who is coming to one of our service centers. You can get help filling out the paperwork and the forms that we have. If you need assistance, you know, with a loan application, our staff are here to help. Like, make sure that you're asking for that help if you need it, and don't try to do all of these things alone. Our staff are trained to help you. Uh, you're also entitled to a receipt for service, so this can document what you came in to do. Uh, if you received an application, submitted an application, inquired about a program, you can get a receipt documenting that interaction and that you were here there at the service center. Also, um, if you apply for a loan and it's denied, you have the option to appeal that. So we do have processes in place um, to help you if you are struggling with an application or struggling at your local service center with staff. If you have a personnel issue, um, our offices are sort of structured in sort of hierarchical ways. So at the state level, there are state offices with state directors. Um, and then our local offices have their own managers. So for example, at FSA, you could ask to speak to the county executive director who is the office manager or a district director who supervises your district. Uh, if you have a really serious issue, 
I recommend calling your state office. A lot of producers reach out to their congressional representative, which is fine, but the first people they're going to call is either us here in D.C. or the state office, and that's really where it's going to get routed so we can make sure we have somebody on the ground uh, helping you and looking into the issue. So your state office is a great place to start uh, if you have a problem. Also remember that we have a lot of online resources. For example, we have our servicing guide. So FSA loans, we have a new servicing guide and it outlines a servicing process, which is basically what happens when you can't pay your loans or you need to navigate a repayment option. Um, you can use that as a reference, but also again, make sure you're contacting your local office. Talk to your loan officer. If you've got a loan and you're not sure you're gonna be able to make a payment or you have suffered some sort of financial catastrophe, call your local office before you can't make that payment so that you can be in communication with them. So in addition to all of the opportunities and resources that we have for you as producers, we need your insight. And so at USDA, we have a lot of leadership opportunities for you and places where you can impact USDA programs and policies. We're going to talk about a lot of those today, and they are the USDA advisory committees, research and promotion boards, soil and water conservation districts, FSA county committees, USDA grant review committees, and our SCORE mentorship program. I'm going to let Esther start with USDA advisory committees. Thanks, Sarah. So federal advisory committees. USDA has over 50 federal advisory committees, and that um, essentially uh, uh, results in about 4,000 positions that uh, farmers and other members of the public can apply for. Um, federal advisory committees are committees that have been formally stood up to provide input and feedback and recommendations to USDA on specific topics and programs. We at the department really need farmers and experts to be providing feedback to us on you know, how our programs are working, gaps in service, uh, perhaps to certain communities, how specific policies might affect you know, crops and commodities. These are all things that we at USDA are looking for citizen input on. Um, some examples of different advisory committees um, that we have at the department include the Fruit and Vegetable Advisory Committee. We have an advisory committee on minority farmers and ranchers. We have one focused on beginning farmer issues and others on trade and research and forestry. So the topics really run the gamut, and I encourage you to take a look at the different committees and which ones um, might be a good fit for you to serve on. These committees meet on a regular basis over the course of their appointment, and they, you know, over the course of, um, you know, the, the time that they've been appointed, they, they take time to meet and they identify a set of priorities that um, the committee then provides recommendations onto the Secretary of Agriculture or to another USDA official. Um, in order to serve on a committee, you need to not uh, you need to fill out an application and essentially be nominated. An organization can nominate you or you can nominate yourself. Um, the way you find out about these opportunities is by going to the Federal Register site. Um, that is kind of our federal government bulletin for news and things that are happening across federal departments. Um, you can search specifically for a specific committee, set up an alert uh, for when uh, there are announcements associated with that committee and with USDA. And that's, I think, the primary way that you can learn about upcoming positions that are coming open. Um, the other way is for you to just go ahead and submit an application for USDA to consider on a rolling basis as committee appointments expire. Research and promotion boards. So these are also known as checkoff programs. These 
boards are a little bit different from the other, um, you know, uh, uh, committees and boards that we're going to be talking about today because the, the primary objective of a research and promotion board or a checkoff program is not to provide feedback back to USDA. So these are industry or commodity specific boards and they mainly focus on funding research and finding ways uh, to engage consumers about a specific commodity or product. So, you know, these boards can really be a good way for you as a farmer to network and uh, work with other stakeholders across your industry, whether it's other growers or um, whether it's processors, manufacturers, or importers, and um, really work together to promote a particular industry. Um, some research and promotion boards that you may have heard of before would be the Avocado Board in California um, or the Pork and or the Peanut Board. The connection to USDA here for these boards really is because uh, is through the permission that they have to seek from the department in order to assess fees that are used in the operation of the board and in supporting farmers who are members of that board. So if you are interested in representing producers and serving in some kind of advisory capacity, but maybe don't want to do something that's national in scope and want to focus on your community, we also have opportunities for that as well uh, at FSA and at NRCS. So these our service centers serve all of these counties and farmers are represented um, at all of these service centers. So FSA is a very unique industry uh, agency in that we have farmers uh, who are helping to administer our programs and also overseeing what we do at the local level. So county committees, we call it COC, county office committees, they have a lot of important duties. So they help hire county executive directors. They represent their peers. So you would be representing local farmers. You provide guidance and insight to county office staff. And they also assist with outreach. Uh, they may also look at uh, make important decisions such as if somebody applies for a program late um, and so it might come before the county committee whether or not to accept that application like pass a deadline so sometimes they sit in some of these roles where they're making critical decisions like that and looking at issues or yes yeah, someone's missed a deadline they help get the word out when there are times of disaster and they're really a great resource for our staff it's really important for FSA to have diverse county committees and to represent all sectors of agriculture because they're a resource for us. You know, we want to have organic farmers, female farmers, commodity growers, livestock farmers, specialty crop producers. We want all of those voices at the table as we're making decisions and sort of signing off on dollars and resources going out the door to farmers in your community. Elections happen locally every year, but your county may not be up for election um, in any given year because they run on three-year cycles. County committees meet monthly and committee members are paid a stipend and a mileage reimbursement. So this is a great opportunity to lead. Uh, we really value your time and thank the farmers who are sitting in these roles. There's over 7,000 farmers serving on county committees nationally. And also, I think it's a great networking opportunity if you want to network with other producers in your area or get to know who other leaders are in your agricultural community, you can get on your county committee. At NRCS, they have soil and water conservation districts. So these are local committees that increase public awareness and participation in resource conservation programs. They help direct local programs, including some of the cost share programs that Esther mentioned, and they administer state and federal programs. So they represent cooperators, they speak for the land, and they document the needs of landowners and users and develop plans for resource conservation. So these are 
we need farmers on these boards uh, representing their peers when it comes to getting the word out about conservation programs and making important decisions locally at NRCF. And if you're not able to make that kind of commitment to something like a monthly meeting, um, a lot of those committees meet in person, uh, but they may also do something like a monthly conference call. It really just sort of depends on how much they need to talk about and discuss, uh, but we understand that farmers are busy, but there are other ways that you can also engage uh, and use your experience as a farmer to have a positive impact at USDA. And one of those is through grant review committees or chairing a grant review committee. So USDA, we, across our agency, we have a lot of different grant programs and maybe you've heard of some of them. There's, you know, SARE, there's, you know, programs for 4-H and youth. We also have the Beginning Farmer Rancher Development Programs. There are lots and lots of grants, the 2501 grant program. And we need farmers on these review committees. We need members of the public who are subject matter experts to serve on these committees to help determine grant awards and our funding priorities. And the quality of the review process is really dependent on having knowledgeable and diverse review panels and having your insights and wisdom in agriculture. A lot of these grants are highly competitive and a good review committee can help ensure the best projects get funded. So these may be really time intensive in terms of you have a couple of weeks to review a bunch of proposals and you come together and meet for a week, um, but they're all a little bit different. And you can look online, NIFA puts out, so that's the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, they put out calls for reviewers and you can apply. Um, but also if you work for an organization or are interested in learning more about the federal grants application process, Serving as a reviewer can help you understand that process, you know, what's required and how to be a more competitive applicant. Uh, so if you, in addition to farming, work for an organization uh, that's interested in applying for one of those grants, you can learn a lot about the process and what a good grant application looks like by serving on one of those committees while giving your insights as a farmer. So Sarah just mentioned, you know, local opportunities to serve, local opportunities to serve like the county committees and the soil and water conservation districts. If you're looking for an even more local way to serve, um, USDA recently entered into a collaboration with a nonprofit organization called SCORE. They are a resource partner of the Small Business Administration, and they provide essentially free business mentorship to farmers or ranchers and other small business owners. SCORE has um, a nationwide network of mentors who have experience in different industries and can provide coaching to entrepreneurs and small business owners. We have farmers in this volunteer network who mentor other farmers, but we definitely need more. And this is a really concrete way for you to have an impact in your community and support the other producers who are looking to grow and be successful. On the flip side, if you are a farmer who needs a business mentor, um, we really hope that you'll tap into this resource. SCORE mentors can support you at all stages of your operation, whether you are just getting started and you have a concept um, or a business plan to uh, you know, when you might be ready to grow or even transition out of farming. So you know, mentors can help you with things like you know, creating the business plan or creating a business plan or you know, navigating financial and legal issues related to your business. Um, they can help you uh, coach you through pre-finance prep. Um, they can also help you identify new markets, things like that. I'll help you work on a succession plan. Um, the support that they can give you really runs the gamut, and we really encourage you to check out that resource. That's the end of part one for this two-part series on Lead Your USDA. In the next section, we will hear from 
women who are currently serving in leadership roles in USDA about their firsthand experiences. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Women, Food, and Agriculture Network's Plate to Politics podcast. Our theme music is by Expendable Friend, and the song is Song for Remen. Thank you to our sponsor, Rachel's Network, for making this audio leadership training program available to the women in our network. We hope you'll tune in next time, and until then, please go to wfan.org slash plate2politics for more resources.